Welcome to episode 28 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Arnold, and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. All right, you guys, we are in our second week of November talking about this amazing topic that I brought to you guys last week, which is essentially all about feelings, right? And for some of you, you guys might cringe when I say feelings. You're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this, or this is so not me. But you guys, like feelings, feelings are powerful. And so I'm really excited to be here today with the most amazing guest. She is so powerful. And uh, before I have her introduce herself, I just want to go ahead and also remind all of you that if this is your first episode of Monday State of Mind, after you listen to it, head on back to episode one and take those five minutes that that episode consists of to listen to it and get to know me, Michael, a little bit better and get to know the why behind Monday State of Mind, okay? So like I always tell you, whether you know, you're driving, you're getting ready to slay your day, uh, go ahead and take these minutes to really be present for this episode. I was talking about this with my guest before recording this for you guys. This is a really great topic for November because there's a lot going on, especially in the U.S. with the election and our pandemic. Well, that's global, but there's, there's a lot going on. And guess what, you guys? I'm sure all of you have a lot of feelings. And so this is the perfect podcast to listen to, to be able to learn how to validate your feelings, to process your feelings, to get vulnerable and to change your state of mind, right? This podcast is all about changing your state of mind to work for you and not against you. You guys, are you ready for this vixen? I mean, she's a straight vixen. I'm so excited about this guest today. So without further ado, could you please introduce yourself and tell the world who you are? Thank you so, so, so much for having me on here. And thank you to anyone listening. My name is Robin Lovell, and I am based in Southern California. That's where I was born and raised in San Diego, and I live in Orange County now. And I, I work in the field of behavioral health. I work for a mental health facility called A Mission for Michael. And we also have a substance abuse program, A Better Life Recovery. But more important than all of that, I am, I'm, an, I'm a woman in recovery. And my story is what has brought me into this field and working with other women. And I'm just really, really honored to be a guest on the show today with Miss Michael, who is also a powerhouse. And I love your energy. So thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you, Robin. And so let's get into it, right? So when I asked you to come on here and to talk about feelings, right, and processing them, what is your backstory with with feelings? And was it something that you would always shove away? Was it something that came natural to you? And what is your perception of being able to feel feelings presently? Gosh, my personal journey to feeling feelings has been a long one. And I think even early on as a kid, feelings weren't safe. And so whether it was food, clothes, uh, toys, friends, whatever it was, I used a lot of different things to avoid feeling feelings. And then it turned into addiction. 
and then it was drugs and then it was money and then it was men and then it was this, that, the other, right? So I always uh, use the analogy of the whack-a-mole and I used a variety of different things. And as soon as I'd get control over one area of my life, another thing would pop up that I would use to avoid feeling my feelings. So it's been therapy and meditation and prayer and writing and self-care and step work and sponsorship and retreats and all of these things that I have forced, I say forced, but like fortunately, and I'm grateful that I had a really good foundation early on to have the willingness to do these things for myself and to really seek out awareness, seek out personal growth, seek out those shifts within me to allow myself to, to really feel, but it's been a journey and it's super uncomfortable. And when I agreed to do this show and when you told me what we were going to talk about, I, you know, I just, I make it, I make commitments. I keep my commitments and I try not to think too far into the future of what the result of it is going to be. So then when I woke up this morning and I realized, you know, kind of the landscape of where we are in the world, in this country, personally, and what we're talking about, I was like, ugh, vomit. <laughs> Talk about feelings today. <laughs> so, here we are, and we're gonna do it anyways because that's just what I do today. I just keep showing up. Oh my god! <laughs> I love you said that. You're like, ah, oh, feelings. Um, what I also love that I really believe a lot of our listeners can relate to what you said, Robin, is that you said that feelings weren't safe, right? A lot of people probably feel that too. That feelings aren't safe, and that that's not what we're supposed to do. And what I recognize in recovery is that feelings should be safe. Feelings are powerful. They allow us to, to really just to live instead of exist. And so I want to ask, what was it, what happened for you that made you transition or that helped you change your state of mind, essentially from going from feelings aren't safe to feelings are valid, essentially. So I'm not perfect at it. It's always a process and there are days where feelings don't feel safe even now after all the work that I've done. But I got to a place where I was kind of sick of myself and how I was acting or behaving or interacting with others in relationships. And it comes from family of origin stuff. And for me, if you, if you look at from a therapeutic standpoint, if you look at attachment theory, if you're raised without a parent that you have secure attachment with, you develop certain attachment styles. And I did a lot of research around this, some learning, some therapy, got to a place where, where I could acknowledge that I, due to my childhood, had some ingrained behaviors and responses and reactions, or instead of responding to people, I was reactive. Uh, and I was tired of being that way. I was tired of feeling unsafe. I was also tired of not setting boundaries, not honoring myself, not making my relationships safe for myself because we teach people how to treat us. But if we don't know what we need and if we don't know how we need to be treated, we have to learn that. So I had a personal responsibility to myself if I wanted to change my behaviors and change my relationships and change my story, I had to do that growth. You just dropped so much gold. Like just tips for our audience. And it's true. I love that you that it was your responsibility. It was your personal responsibility to make this change. And for all of you listeners, yeah, like it comes down to personal responsibility. And I love that you also said that you were tired of the way you, you were living. Right. And so I want to ask you now, like present day, even though like, and I love that you said that you're not perfect at it. I'm definitely not perfect at feeling feelings either. 
but I've gotten a lot better at it. And so I want to ask you, since you've been able to allow or invite feeling your feelings, being able to process them or communicate them, I want to ask you, what has that done for your life? I used to be so trapped in this endless loop in my head where I would replay situations over and over and over because I had not spoken my truth. I had not uh, expressed my feelings. And in order to keep peace, I did not speak my truth. In order to avoid conflict, I did not speak my truth. In order to fit in, I did not speak my truth. Whatever the reason was, I would find myself in these situations after the fact where I'd go through it over and over obsessive in my head, knowing I hadn't honored myself. So now today, there's so much freedom that comes from being able to say, and just for example, these are words that I use. In that conversation, this was what I experienced. I'm not sure if that was your intention, but this was how this is how I feel because of what I experienced. Does that fit? Was that your intention? And I get to ask those clarifying statements from people because I recognize that my perception is not always accurate. I tend to either overreact or underreact to situations. So I get to ask those clarifying statements of, was that what you intended to say? Or this was what I perceived when you said that. Is that what you mean? And then I get to avoid the making assumptions piece, which never goes anywhere good. And I end up, you know, just really, really, really backed up with a bunch of emotion stuff. And then I have to take an emotional shit, if you will. (laughs) I love it. You know, to be able to validate your feelings and to make sure that you're not assuming, you know, is incorporating clarifying statements because I think a lot of us can also relate to, you know, when you just said, Robin, sometimes a lot of us assume or we'll think the worst and that is all consuming. And then we end up having feelings that just deplete us of energy for no reason, you know, and we allow that. And so to, to be able to not have that happen, the tip that you just gave and the tool for being able to invite clarifying statements into your life. Oh my God, that's just, I felt relief. Even when you, when you said it, that will save me so many hours or minutes of just spiraling for no reason. Spiraling for no reason, 100%. And I think the thing that like we forget when we're in those moments is we come with our host of experiences, right? So every experience we have is through the lens of our past, the lens of, of our relationships, our how we were raised, uh, our ethnic background, our education background, our whatever the story is, we all have a story. And for me, I have to remember that the people I'm interacting with, they also have a story too. So just because I perceive something a certain way doesn't mean that that was what their intention was or what their perception is because they have their own lens too. So asking those clarifying statements removes all of that empty space where things get misconstrued. You know, this is why we do this podcast, because we need to hear these things. And for you to be to, to be able to share about this is so, it's awe-inspiring. I, I'm like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. We have time. Um, so, Robin, I want to ask you too, that is a really great tool you shared when you're interacting with other people. So I want to ask, what are some tips and tricks that you do for yourself when you're not around other people? And let's say you want to release feelings or you want to be able to process them and instead of saying, instead of saying, oh, I'll just deal with it later or whatever. We all know what it's like to shove it under the carpet or to mm-hmm. be like, it doesn't matter. And so I want to ask you, what do you do for you to be able to 
to honor feelings instead of shoving them to the side. Okay. So in full transparency, the first thing that came to my mind, when you asked me when you're alone, process your feelings or have an emotional release. I love, I'm a big fan of screaming in the car, (laughs) like screaming, like full scream in the car, windows up, windows down, whatever your preferences, music loud, music off. But that has been a really uh, cathartic uh, tool for me, but also exercise is huge. Meditation is huge. Yoga is huge. And meditation is, I don't know about the rest of you, but one of the hardest, easy things to do. Mm-hmm. It takes consistent practice. It takes commitment. And all I'm doing is sitting still, being mindful, but it's also one of those things where I, I, all I'll do it later. Well, I don't have five minutes right now. So that has been a practice in and of itself to make sure that I find, I make the time, not find the time, I make the time because I have it. Um, but yeah, journaling, exercise, screaming in the car. There's a whole host of things that I do when I'm by myself to allow myself to, to honor that and to give myself the space to really feel my feelings. Dude, screaming and when you said screaming in the car, I have like a visual of you doing that. And I, you know, <laughs> and I've done that too. And you guys, like, I swear you're not crazy if you need to do it. Like you said, it is cathartic. And I, I'm like, I love that you were like full transparency. This yeah. is what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I use the F word. <laughs> I use the F word. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. And so Robin, like, I'm like, this has been so fun. And the last, one of the last things I do want to wrap up and ask you about too, that I, I touched on in my intro episode to this theme is a lot of times we don't share our feelings or we don't talk about our feelings because we feel that people are going to judge us or they're going to look mm. at us funny. They're going to mm-hmm. look at us and be like, oh, like, why do you feel sad about this? Or, or why are you so sensitive? Or why do you feel anger? And so we, like you said, I know you touched on the assumption part earlier, but, and I can speak to it for a long time. I didn't feel feelings because, or I didn't talk about them because I was so afraid of what other people were going to think about me. Right. And so I just want to hear a little right. bit of, of your experience with that. So I spent a lot of my life really worrying what other people were going to think about me and not talking about things because of how it might make me look. And I think I, I'm a dorky, nerdy person in general, and I like being that way. And I think I, I finally have gotten to a place, but it took a lot of work to really carefully curate or craft the people in my life. Like, who do I want in my life? Who are the people that are safe for me? Who are the people that show up for me in my life? And once I have those people in place, I know I can safely communicate what I feel because they're going to love me no matter what. But prior to that, you go through the process of figuring out who is safe and you go through the experience of sharing your feelings and saying to someone, you bear your soul and you say something really emotional or uncomfortable. And it's not my responsibility how they respond. My responsibility is to speak my truth and to allow the other person the dignity to respond however they need to. And what I choose to do with their response is on me. But that is like so hard to do all the time. And so, you know, it sounds easier said than done. Yeah. And I think that it's something that to invite people listening to just start small, even if it's just with your family members to be able to start communicating or a loved one to be able to get to know how to say things is huge and then bring it out 
a Go big ahead. thing that I try and keep in my mind is when I'm going to tell someone something or when I, I need to, and this is from a fellowship and some people may recognize this, but when you, I feel I need, when you again. said that, when you, I feel I need, when you said that I felt hurt, I need you to not say that. So it's this, and I can hear my sponsor saying it, I can hear it in my head, when you, I feel I need. And it's just such a practice of self-care and self-love, but also compassion for ourselves. And it's a long process to get there. And it's, if you're just starting out, sometimes an easy thing to say to someone when you don't know how you're feeling, but you're, you know you're uncomfortable in a situation, it's really easy to just look at someone and say, I'm not really sure what's going on, but I'm very uncomfortable right now and I need a minute. And to just honor the pause honor the pause, stop the conversation or take space and say, I'm not really sure what's happening for me right now, but I'm pretty uncomfortable. I love it. And, and it's true. You saying that is just like, again, it's, it's inviting that space for you to, to feel instead of suppress, like, hundred oh. <laughs> like Robin, I'm like, can we just, can, can we just talk about this for hours? Sure. Um, <laughs> no, I just, you guys like this is, this is huge. It's something that yes, for some of you, it's going to take time, but this is all about being able to really understand that we have so much power in our choices, right, Robin? And, 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 and we have a lot of responsibility to ourselves to be able to, to honor those choices and what are our choices going to be? Yep. The substance in here is rich. Dropping knowledge bombs, you know, on feelings, <laughs> you guys. Like, I want to know, how are you all feeling about this episode? I'm feeling great. Some of you guys might be feeling a little uncomfortable. And that's awesome because that means that we have some work to do. You know, I have and work it, to do all the time. If you feel uncomfortable, maybe there's something in there to look at. Yes. Oh, Robin Lovell, I just, I can't thank you enough for your knowledge and your wisdom and being able to just, again, like the invitations that you're, that you have given everybody to be able to communicate their feelings better has been amazing. And so I just want to ask you, Robin, before we wrap up this episode, is there any contact information that you want to give our audience? If anybody has questions or they just want to ask you anything, anything at all, like maybe any, maybe not anything, but how can our listeners get a hold of you, Robin? Uh, they can email me. Awesome. And or call me. And my email is my first name, Robin, R-O-B-I-N dot Lovell, L-O-V-E-L-L at amfmhealthcare.com. And my phone number is 949-339-8046. There you have it, guys. And we'll put her contact in the notes below the episode so you guys can check it out too. But there you have it. Robin Lovell, just getting so real, so real and opening up about feelings. I can't thank you enough, Robin. Like this is why we do what we do guys. You know, Robin is here to help you get vulnerable, to give you tips and tricks, to help you change your state of mind about how you feel about feelings and actually start to feel. So thank all of you guys so much for being here with us. And I want to end this episode by reminding all of you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the math. All right, we'll see you next week. 